What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the Facts Over Axe crew. And boy, do we have a show cooking up for y'all, okay? We got some free agencies. We got some trades. We got the draft coming up. We got it all for you. But first, we got to introduce the master of the mix and master, Josh Guyton, in the building. That is I. And we got the money man, the man with the plan, Chris Allen, in the building. Right here, right here. And then you got the little old MC, that's me. Now, folks, these trade rumors that are swirling, it's just, this This is the, the year that I think we'll see more big blockbuster trades throughout the uh, down period than ever before. Do y'all agree with that, fellas? Definitely, especially considering the anticipation that we had of it not being a lot of trades. Hey, Gibbs, I'm going to use one of your lines. As history repeats itself, every time LeBron has won a championship, it's been blockbuster trades. Mm. Every time. Okay. All right. All right. Every time. Well, listen. In the spirit of all of these teams and all of these GMs pulling out their, their uh, Hall of Fame quick draw badge, we've decided to bring to y'all a little segment we like to call High Noon. What we gonna re- y'all got the Western field. Y'all got it right there. I know y'all like that. Anyway, on high noon, we're gonna talk about who has the quickest draw and we're gonna talk about who has the most accurate draw. Because they're not the same thing. They're not the same thing. So we're gonna talk about who we think pulls the first trades and who we think pulls the best trade. Josh, talk to me. Take the floor. Come on in the room and tell me who gonna have the quickest draw. As soon as we talk about noon Monday, I think the quickest draw that we're going to see is, is, um, is believe it or not, I think it's coming from Detroit. I think Word. Detroit is okay. desperate to put together a, a team and sell some sell some jerseys, and if COVID is over before the season is over, sell some tickets. Um, it's been a lot of rumors that. Uh, the Pistons are trying to trade up to get LaMelo, which I think they're going to do. So we're going to see a duo of LaMelo Ball and Blake Griffin. But to top it off, we also seen a lot Lob of... Lob City uh, 2.0? Yeah, with this next move, I think with all of these teams, and they got the pieces to pull this off. It's going to be dumb in the future because they're going to have to give up a lot of draft picks. Everybody's trying to figure out where Russell Westbrook is going to go. I think Russell Westbrook forms a big three with LaMelo and Blake Griffin. Word. And I can't see that's far-fetched because Westbrook want to go to a place where he's going to be the man. He will be the man on that team. And a lot of – I don't think he wants to go to a necessarily a contending team because he's not going to be the man. And I think a lot of contending teams that's, you know, trying to be smart with their money isn't going to want to go after – they're not going to want to go after uh, Russell Westbrook either. So I, I love that for the quick, Pistons. Yeah. I love this. Quick question, quick question, quick question. Quick question. What do the Pistons have to trade up in the draft? They That's got their, a great question. They, they got their pick, and then they could resign. Um, they they could resign Christian Wood and and trade him off. They uh, get rid of Bruce Brown. Uh, for some reason, teams still see a decent amount of stock in Thon Maker. They got some pieces they can get rid of. Uh, you know what? Uh, I, if I you trade, <laughs> if you're willing to trade Thon Maker and a first for the number one overall pick. That shows you the exact reason we're not talking about the draft today. <laughs> hey, listen, 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 listen. One thing, though, what Josh just said, I forgot they had Christian Wood. You pair Christian Wood and and your pick, 
to the Warriors that need a big man, that's not a that's not Christian Wood on the Warriors would look really good. Yeah, I don't I don't know about that, but I will. Okay, I'm. I think that Christian Wood was enabled to look a lot better than he was because the Pistons were as bad as they were. But that's another story for another time. <laughs> so now, Chris, who do you think will have the quickest draw? Who do you think the well, deal is already done? We just waiting on noon to hit. Listen, 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 listen. Whenever you win a championship, you gotta you gotta work harder than all the other teams to maintain and re- repeat. So I got the Lakers because. They have to come out the gate swinging first because they got to they got to mm-hmm. defend their championship. So I got the Lakers coming that. out the gate swinging first. They already they already sauced together some as y'all saw. Woes tweeted out they already sauced together the twenty eighth pick for Dennis Schroeder somehow some way to get away with highway robbery. But they already Ooh. sauced it together. They threw in Danny Green last second, and it's looking like they gonna get Dennis Schroeder over there on the Lakers. And even if he comes off the bench, that's a solid team. Theft, solid team. theft. I tell you, I'm a boy. Rob Polinka got to be playing jug finesse on max, maximum volume in his Maybach. Now, I know that y'all not going to want to hear this. I know that y'all not. But the team that I think is going to have the quickest draw out of everybody, it's going to be the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm. Huh? Now, I know. I know. Y'all are going to look at me like I'm crazy right now. But hear me out when I say why they're going to have the quickest draw. They have to do something. To prove to Giannis, we're trying to win, right? But, but that's gonna True. take some time, True. though. I agree. I agree that whoever they they bring in is gonna take some time. But I think what they're gonna try to do, they're gonna try to go. They're gonna be the ones who win the Russell Westbrook sweepstakes because they have enough pieces that they're not trading away guys with potential. They're gonna trade away a proven player. They're gonna trade away Ooh. like Wesley Matthews, George Hill in the first. Are you saying like, Russell Westbrook and Giannis? Now that's, listen, that's a that's gross. Team. That is gross. Hey, <laughs> I'm not. I am not disagreeing with y'all. But when you look at guys that like, if you were trying to convince your star we're trying to win, what would you do right now? Who would you be going after? That you not think take you have over a forty million dollars? Not take forty million dollars of West Westbrook. <laughs> but that's the thing. That's the thing. If you trade away some of these contracts that the Bucks have because they got veterans and all their veterans are paid decently. They don't have nobody on mid-level exceptions or, like, vet minimums. So if they trade away a, a George Hill and a Wesley Matthews and a first, I think that they won that. I think that they can put together a better package than anybody else. They'll probably have to throw in Pat. Pat. The, Pat Connaughton. Yeah, they'll have to throw at him, probably. I mean, maybe. Maybe. But I think that if they're trying to prove that they're trying to win. But you can't give up Pat Connaughton. George Hill and Wesley Matthews. Like at that point, somebody else got to fall off that trade. Because if you give up all of them, like okay, you're not really getting better. Even in your stars' eyes, you're not getting better there. But okay, all right. So now we've talked about who we think gonna have the quickest draw. Who do you think is gonna have the most accurate draw? When we say the most accurate draw, who do you think gonna get the best deal on day one of trades? Day one of trades. Um, I th- honestly think it's gonna be the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, mm. There are rumors of the Lakers pulling off a trade to get DeRozan, which I think may actually fit for that team, but I think that's going to come later in the week. Um, the actual trades, I think that the Lakers are going to be able to put I, – I can't exactly pinpoint what player it is, but if the Lakers were able to shoot, the playoffs would have been somehow easier for them than it already was. And I think they're going to somehow figure out to bring, bring another wing shoot over to the team because I think by the time these trades are over, Kuzma is going to be gone. Um 
and and they already got rid of Danny Green. So I'm I'm looking at San Antonio. I think the Lakers might be able to pull something off where they can get one of those shooters out of San Antonio and and, and improve their wing shooting. One report okay. on Hoop Central that I didn't like. Hoop Central said they they might package DeRozan and Rudy Gay to the to the Lakers, but I, I don't I don't I don't trust Hoop Central though. Yeah, Hoop Central is um, they're not a friend of the pop. I'm sorry. Yeah, no disrespect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No disrespect to Hoop Central, but not a friend of them. Okay, so let's say they, the Lakers somehow put together a package with Kuzma, somebody else, and some picks, and they, they got They said KCP would be an idea. Okay, KCP so Kuzma, KCP, and two future picks, and they got in return DeMar DeRozan, uh, Trey Lyles, and Keldon Johnson. Does that does that uh, not sound decent? I, I like that. I like that a lot I for the it. Lakers. I, like I don't know if the Spurs would go for it, though. I don't know if they go for it. I don't know. KCP played well in the finals. I don't know if he played well enough to justify that trade. I'm not so sure. I'm not sure. Not sure. Chris, mm-hmm. who do you think would have the most accurate draw? Talk to me. <sighs> I hate to say this, man. I hate to say this. And y'all going to hate that I say this. Y'all going to think I'm pulling from left field. But if you, if you want to go pound for pound team with the most pieces that they got on the table to make that most accurate draw. I already know who we going to say. I'm going to have to say the Brooklyn Nets. They got a lot of young talent. Oh, yeah. never mind. The Brooklyn Nets. They wrong. got a lot of young talent. <laughs> I thought he was going to say Boston. I'm sorry, they, friends. They got a lot of young talent. Oh, uh, uh, no, no, no. I, Boston is three on my list. I got Brooklyn first, though. But they okay. got a lot of young talent that... They're not going to get the ball a lot. So they got a lot of players that are expendable on that team because they got Kyrie and KD who going to be ball dominant. Yeah, They got Karis a lot LeVert of players has, that had the ball a lot in their hand last year. Karis LeVert has no purpose on that team. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's a lot of people that don't need the ball anymore. So they got a lot of talent that they got on that roster that they can get rid of. Facts, facts, yeah. facts. So my most accurate draw, I, I'm going to have to go with you know, Chris took my phrase. I'm going to take it back. Um, the the best predictor of future behaviors is the past. The Spurs have been really good at winning trades in the past. I think they're going to do it again this year. I think they're going to do it again this year. They have so many really good young guys or so many young guys that Pop has made to look like they're better than they are that I think they're going to mess around and trade Lonnie Walker for something good, like something really good. I think if they get rid of DeRozan, they're going to get a package back. They're going to get like a deal deal back for him. So I, I think that's who's going to have the most accurate draw come to so trade. So you think Aldridge stays? You think Aldridge stays? I do. I do. But not because um, he's like a, a world beater by any means or like they, they really want to keep him. I think that his value in today's game is just not there anymore. It's just the, the, the demand for him is going to be – so low that you can't really like what can you what can you demand for a big man who a cannot shoot threes b is not an elite rim defender or rebounder like he's a good rebounder yeah. but he's not like oh yeah i'm not surprised when marcus aldridge pulled down 20 rebounds like if you see when marcus aldridge had 20 rebounds you're gonna be shocked so you know he, he, there's not a big market for guys like that Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. It's, it's a lot like it's a lot like he's like a more athletic, a little bit longer Al Jefferson, who still has good knees. Yeah, like, 
it's like your game is really good. If we were playing in the early 90s, you would be immensely valuable because a big that you can make the defense collapse around, sure, immensely valuable. He been hitting the not, corner three, though, Gibbs. He, he been hitting the corner three a little bit, though. I mean, listen, and more he, power to him. He got his range extender on bronze. He has not hit enough threes to where teams look at him and they're like, he's the modern big man. He's the big man of the future. He's not that guy. Nah. He's not that guy, you know? He, so He also ain't been help, healthy in a while. Exactly, exactly. And if you can't be healthy in San Antonio, I got bad news for you, son. I got it's time. It's time. I'm sorry. So yeah, that's that's what I think about that. Now we're gonna we're gonna move on from high noon. I hope y'all liked it. To these NBA trade rumors we got going around. This is, we got a little bit of gossip at the table, right? We got Harden is said to be out in Houston. Houston, we have a problem. What's going on? Is this is this legitimate or no? You know what, Chris? This is your team. I'm gonna let you take the helm first. Oh man, I'm on a hot speed, man. All right, all right. For whatever reason, Houston oh, wants, to, Jim wants to blow it up. <laughs> for, for 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 whatever reason, Houston wants to blow it up. I, I don't understand why. You have a 32 year old and a 31 year old. I don't understand why. I could see if they was both 34, 35. Mm-hmm. But you also you also had a stretch this season where you won 27 out of out of uh. 27 out of 40 games. So that, so that shows me right there that this team is capable of, of, of being a great team. Now, granted, we don't have a big. We learned our lesson. We learned our lesson. We got new coaching staff in there. We got new GM in there. I don't get what hard and frustration is. Dale Morey stepping down and Mike D'Antoni stepping down. In my eyes, if I was hard, I'd be like, okay, we're going to go with a new look. Clearly, that wasn't working. We're going to go with a new look. The office still going to be revolving around me. It's no doubt. It's no doubt. Steph is, Steven Silas even said in the interview that he said one of the reasons I took this job is because of James Hart. He said that, physically said that. And for you to say you're not, you questioning what management is doing, I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, I can see Russ's point of view because Russ wants the ball and he kind of got to be sidekick, bro. And you know, Russ hates that. But, but, especially the because package, he don't have sidekick talents. Russ don't have sidekick Right, right, talent. right. Yeah. Right, so so the, the the packages you're going to get for Harden are going to be crumbs because you're not going to get equal value back. And I, I hate Max Kellerman, but he makes a valid point when he says this: the the team that gets the best player in the trade always wins the trade. He makes a good, good point when he says that because I don't care how many picks you get, I don't care how many that that don't have nothing to do with next season. That don't have nothing to do with the season after that. That has some nothing to do with three seasons from now because you're not going to get another James Harden. You're not. That's, that's simple. Simple as that. You're not going to get somebody that, that can get 30 in his sleep and get 20 free throws a game. You're not getting nobody like that. So for you to trade him for even to the net, the package they saying, Dim Woody, Jerry Allen, Karis LeVert, and three picks, you're, that, 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 that's, that, that, that doesn't move the needle. That, that makes you not a playoff team. Even if you but keep Russ, you're out. not a playoff team. But hear me out. Hear, just hear me out for a second. If he wants to leave anyway, LOL, JK, I would just make him sit out. I, I'm sorry. You got to sit out if, if you hard and you try to leave my team. Yeah. But go ahead. I know you love them strippers. You ain't missing out on that money. You coming back. Mm. Harden coming back. Harden mm-hmm. coming back. Mm-hmm. He not, not about to sit Houston. out. He already 
He and he Harden likes Houston to the point where he would deal with not wanting to be there just to get buckets. And he he's stat pad. He just turned into a stat pad player. And you know what? He's stat pad player. I put the right place pieces around him. He starts seeing that this new system with our new coach works. He might say, okay, you know what? They knew what they was doing. I was wrong. And he might even apologize, which we know black men don't really apologize that often. But oh he, he might even come. He might even come out and <laughs> and, and and apologize Chris, if they. Chris come does not right speak pieces. for all black men. Chris speaks. For very young, very single black men, okay? Because uh, <laughs> the rest of us know it was my fault. I'm sorry. I was wrong is the key to a happy life, gentlemen. But go ahead, Chris. Yeah, so, I mean, listen. If I'm Houston, I'm, if I'm Houston, I say, Harden, suck it up, deal with it. You're going to be here till your contract done. When your contract done, you 34, 35, you can go. You can go wherever you want to go. I don't care where you go. Because I ain't getting nothing for you when you 34, 35. And I ain't getting nothing for you now, so... Either way, I you know what I'm saying? Either way, it's a it's a win win for Houston if they keep hard. For sure. For sure. Hard. Okay. Go. So so talk so now Josh, talk to me. Cause I, I want to hear from you from this angle, right? What does what can Houston possibly gain from getting rid of Hard? Um, a rebuild. That's what they can gain from it. Um, it's not that it's needed. I just think that we've seen throughout history, not even, I don't know if it's a cultural round because I know they've had multiple GMs, multiple presidents. We've seen throughout history that Houston is always way too fast to pull the trigger on trying to put something together when we know that basketball is a matter of something taking time, uh, you know, chemistry, the teams you have to play against. Because honestly, we saw a, a team with Chris Paul and James Harden that was one win away from going to the NBA Finals two seasons ago. And since they didn't win, they decided to break it up. If Chris Paul and James Harden were still together, it's very possible we could we could have been talking about the, the Houston Rockets as NBA champions in these past two seasons. Okay. Before right, that, well. before that, um, the Rockets were having a very successful team uh when they brought Ron Artest over after after his suspension with, with the brawl, he played in Sacramento for one season, and then they brought Ron Artest over. T-Mac wasn't that healthy, but the duo of Ron Artest and Yao Ming was really good. They lost one year to the Lakers, and Houston broke the whole thing apart. Yeah. Before yeah. that, the Houston, Houston won back-to-back championships with the exact same roster, and instead of giving them a chance to come back and prove themselves a third time, they made trades and made different moves to bring over Charles Barkley, which wasn't necessary. That made the team worse. Yeah, Houston has been doing this repeatedly over the past 20-some-odd years. History and I th- repeats itself. I, th- I think it's something that's going to happen. We we won't see a marquee player of this magnitude in trade rumors that's being reported by Adrian Wojnarowski if it's not going to happen. So here's here's my thing about this whole Houston. And I, I agree with you, Josh. But here's... Here's my question here, right? If you are Houston, this is why I'm so disappointed in what's happening here, all right? I just, I can't, I don't understand at a point why they're not saying, let's add pieces around these guys and let's move some things around to get our top two players to figuring this thing out. And if anything, get rid of Russ. Don't get rid of James. Don't don't get rid of. They both about to be gone. Again, James Harden has the, the talents and skills that he is immensely valuable to you no matter where he is on the court or what he is doing. 
Offensive. Bro, he's a he's a threat at all three levels. It's not exactly players. He's a like threat. He's a he's a threat in spot up. He's a threat attacking the rim. He's a threat with the ball in his hands. He's a threat with his back to the basket. Wherever you talk about James Harden on the court, he's a threat. Russ, however, if he is not driving that ball downhill, self check, self check. I'm sorry. Hey, what's that thing everybody be stealing from the Walmart? The the self checkout line. <laughs> yeah, no self check. I'm not worried about him. I'm not. And no disrespect to Russell. This is this is no disrespect to him. He is an amazing player. What he does, he is a lot better defensively than most teams give him credit. Than most people and most members of the media give him credit for. However, he does not have the same level of versatility that um, James Harden does. So now let me ask y'all this: Earlier this week, Russell was. I mean, uh, Russell Westbrook posted something about how. All of this was completely fabricated, and this was coming out of nowhere. Is this guy, and if so, who who got this whole, I want to get Russell Westbrook out going? Was it the front office? Was it Russ's people? Was it Harden's people? Was it somebody else? I think it might be a possibility. It could be all uh, all sides, where smoke is generally fire. We Ooh. saw that that uh, we see reports that Russell Westbrook and James Harden are close. But at the same time, we've also seen from personalities from Russell Westbrook and James Harden that they want to be the man. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of making that hard for each other. And at the same time, Houston's front office are quick to break things up. So they see that it may be a little tension there. They see that they haven't had the same success in the past playoffs that they've had, you know, in, in playoffs before. So they may want to break up this experiment already before it honestly gets a chance to grow to what it could be. Okay, so so wait a minute now. Wait a minute. This is never mind. We're gonna we gonna get to that after Chris. Chris, talk to us. What who do you think started this whole thing? And Russ started it to some degree because he basically stated he probably told somebody, Yeah, man, it's hard to play with Harden over here in Houston because Harden dribbled the ball so dang on much and then every time I get a rhythm going, they take me out so we can stagger our minutes. So I think Russ kind of started it basically by probably just joking around saying that. And then it, it, it escalated because the front office probably heard that. So they're like, oh, Russ want to trade. Then as soon as they say that, they start looking for trade options or packages they could get for Russ. Then, you know, New York Knicks, they probably chimed in like, oh, we got something for Russ. The Hornets chimed in. So it was a trickle-down effect. I think Russ Russ said some things that quite like in the front office that, that stirred the pot, and then the front office ran with it. They was like, oh, basically he don't want to be here anymore. And Russ Pye was like, I didn't mean really mean to say that. Like, I wasn't saying that I, I hate being here. Like, if we if y'all want us to make it work, we can make it work. Me and Harden have no bad blood. So, I mean, but I also don't think you get much for Russ either. So, to be honest with you, I say you just keep him too. It, but if you have to trade one, of course, you trade Russ. Absolutely. Absolutely. Here's why Russell, uh, Russell Westbrook. I don't know why I keep calling that boy Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Russell Westbrook started it. And let me tell you why. It's obvious that he did, too. The front office would never start a trade rumor about a player whose value is on the decline. Doesn't make sense. It, it legitimately, even if they were fishing for the offers, they would just call around and do that. The, the front office's biggest weapon is not the media, it's the exact opposite. That's their biggest weakness. When everybody knows that you want something or want somebody or want somebody gone, the value increases or decreases. Whichever way it goes, it makes it harder for your team. You want to look at an example? 
the Lakers trying to get AD. Remember when it first leaked that AD wanted to go to LA? Magic Johnson had to throw them everything and the kitchen sink. <laughs> and the cure. And the cure. Y'all know which cure I'm talking about. <laughs> wow, All of it. Hey, All of it. It worked. But but look though, but seriously, that destroyed the team's chemistry. Dale Demps still wasn't going for it. By the way, Dale Demps, you're a horrible human being. You deserve to be out of work. But anyway, <clears throat> um, when you look at when you look at what happened there, you can't say anything other than AD's value was greatly inflated by the fact that everybody knew he wanted to be with the Lakers and everybody knew the Lakers wanted him. So what happens next? Danny Ainge steps in the chat, even if it's just a bluff. I'm going to act like I'm going to throw something out there. I'm going to talk to Dale and say I'm going to throw it out there. Dale going to talk to Magic and say he offered me Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and two firsts. What you got to match that? Next thing you know, Magic is trying to sell everything. The house, the dog, the kids, his wife, Kuz, uh, Brandon <laughs> Ingram, Josh Hart, Luke Walton, the whole everything in order to get AD. And what happened as a result of that? They, they still did not get him. So the front office is eliminated by that. James Harden. James Harden don't care about none of this dirt offseason. James Harden is somewhere with lap dance Lou enjoying some lemon pepper wings and some leg, breast, and thigh that did not come off a chicken. Okay? James Harden don't care. <laughs> he not with none of this foolishness. The only suspect left, as Sherlock Holmes said, once you eliminate all of the obvious non-suspects, you're left with the culprit. And the culprit has to be Russ. Russ wants to be the guy. He's not currently the guy in Houston. Russ, again, does not have uh, sidekick talents. Klay Thompson is the prime example of an excellent sidekick. Klay Thompson has a little bit of ball handling ability. He has a little bit of back-to-the-basket ability. He's a, a better-than-people-give-him-credit-for playmaker. However, his main thing is, number one, off the ball, offensively, when you find him off some screens, he's going to do his thing. Number two, defense. Those two things lend themselves to being a number two. Russ does not have that. Russ's best thing, he is a playmaker. He is a play creator. He will get to the lane and find somebody open. That is great. That is wonderful. That is a one talent. That is a I'm the guy talent. That's not a two thing. It's just not. It's, if you want to get over the hump, it's not. So there's that. And now we're going to move on beyond the, uh, the, uh, the who's Please, going to be out of where. Houston. Oh, we we not off of Houston. We not we just off of who started. <laughs> we just off of who started it. Okay, now there there are reports from Woj as well as Kendrick Perkins following up Woj talking about Harden is going to Brooklyn. Fellas, do you think this is happening? What's Def going on? It's definitely happening. Um, crazy thing is, okay, so, so so it's a few things. I almost forgot that the Nets had DJ. They DJ helps a lot, and then if they're able to get Ibaka, I think that uh, Brooklyn may be a problem. But people may call me crazy. One, I definitely think that Harden is going there, and two, if you have just the nucleus of Kyrie, KD, and Harden, I don't think I I don't think that team makes the NBA Finals. But I definitely mm. think it's happening. I definitely think it's happening. Uh, here's here's my thing. 
I don't think that the pieces that they'll have to trade for Harden, they can still be a contender. Exactly. I, I don't think so. I don't. With everything that they'll have to trade for Harden, it's literally going to be KD, Kyrie, uh, James Harden, and a bunch of my pack, my pack starter players. <laughs> like that's it. That's all they're gonna. My team starter pack players, and not the I got the game limited edition, so I get a rookie card of the cover guy. Starter no, pack. You guys. getting uh, TJ Toscano. <laughs> uh, um, uh, rookies of Drunas Ilgowskis talk. Okay, that's what you're going to be getting. That's what you're looking at. <laughs> so, Josh, what you think about him to the Nets? What you think, man? Um, I, I think it's happening. I think it's happening. Um, it's, it's, going to, it's going to be some exciting basketball. I still think I'd still put some teams with some good chemistry and a deeper roster like Boston, Miami, I still put them ahead of that team because those are three guys that I, I always thought it was something missing with those three players. They're some of the most talented basketball players I've ever, I've ever seen, but they're missing that one piece of their personality that one uh, allows them to put the team before themselves if it comes to less shots, whatever the case may be, and just that winning mentality. I think when it comes time to win, especially James Harden and Kyrie, sometimes they just don't have it. I think that your assessment is spot on, except I think KD lacks the killer mentality more than the other two. No, I think that KD has the killer mentality. I don't think that KD is a leader. I don't think KD could ever win as the leader of a team. I think he has the killer mentality, but he got to have somebody that's going to push him to do it. You know what? You're you're absolutely right. I phrased that wrong. It's not that he doesn't have the killer mentality, because KD has it in him to take the last shot. I don't think KD has it in him to lead a team of nobodies outside those two to a championship. Right. But Chris... Talk to me. Do you think this is happening? I know that you over there wiping your eyes with your with your uh, Rockets face mask or with your Rockets uh, bandana, but talk to me, man. Listen, listen, listen. If Raphael Stone first first five moves, first ten moves is trading James Harden, then he 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 he's losing his job. You don't trade James Harden. I don't care. Timmer Fredita, the Rockets owner, has been pushing. No, we want to compete. No, we want to compete. And you go and trade James Harden. Oh, 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 you're you're out of there. Harden will pack up his bags and leave when you make that trade, and then you'll be packing up your bags to go find another job after you make that trade. Because <laughs> ain't no way he trading Harden for for bag of chips and one Reese's out of a two Reese's pack and, and some, some future <laughs> picks that we might not even see the college season for the next two years. Like, no, ain't no way he trained Harden. I don't think uh, that. I, I don't think that. I feel it. I feel it. So – and, and part of me agrees with that. Part of me wholeheartedly agrees. I don't care how bad my star wants to leave. They're not going anywhere. Deal with it. You're under contract. Now what? Now what? What are you going to do about it? Because I'm not. I'm sorry, but I'm not letting you leave if you're James Harden simply because your name alone, even if we have nothing else, just you existing in a space is going to pack the arena out. Everybody want to see the tween, tween, cross, Double step back three. Everybody want to see that. Even I mean, if not we don't make the playoffs, of course. Even if but, we don't make yeah. the playoffs, he's still gonna sell tickets. Like Harden gonna sell tickets, and we probably will make the playoffs. You got Harden. He's a top ten player in the league. You gonna make the playoffs? So wait a minute. Josh, Josh just said something that I want to flesh out a little bit. I want I want to get into this for a second. Chris, do you think that that instantly that trade instantly puts them in championship material or into the final? Because we got a tweet here. From Josh Hart saying, and I quote, 
I was already over 2020, but if James Harden goes to Brooklyn, then I'll see y'all 2022 because they got 2021. So, Chris, what are you thinking? Do you think that this is – are you agreeing with Josh that they lack the chemistry and they just lack some as players to get them over the hump? Or is this listen, talent prevails, too much listen, talent? I think – and y'all, y'all, y'all going to laugh because I'm trying not to bring them up. I think we're going to be looking at the Clippers of the East if, if he goes there. I think oh they're going to have such high expectations. Because look at the history. Look, look at the history, Gibbs. Kyrie ain't been healthy. When he's on the court, his team usually doesn't play as good as when he's off the court. So well. this time well. this time when he's off the court, who's replacing Kyrie if you trade all those players? Well, um, uh, Theo Pinson. Uh, Theo Pinson. Danny, Danny <laughs> Della Vadova. Danny, Danny Della Vadova, yeah. Didn't even get the man first name right. Uh, what's his name? Listen. Matthew, it's Matthew <laughs> Delvedova. There we go. Yeah, I don't so, know why so, I keep getting names mixed up today. I'm sorry, fans, but yeah, Matthew Delvedova is the guy. He's, he's so, the so, so that that there shows you they're not better with Kyrie off the floor this year. And typically, when Kyrie's off the floor, the teams are, are better. Look, look at the Pacers in the Cavs series when Kyrie, when um, the coach took Kyrie and Kevin Love out, and LeBron bought them from 20 plus down. You can look at you can look at the Celtics how they went to the conference finals before Kyrie well after, before Kyrie got hurt he comes back they get eliminated early early exit. All, all I'm saying you, is all I'm saying is if you put Kyrie uh, at one other of those big three on the bench and you got Timothy Lawabu in there you're all right you're all right 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 <laughs> right right but but the thing is the thing is the thing is. Both Harden and Kyrie have isolation games, and KD can isolate too. But KD can play off ball more than more than Kyrie and Harden. Kyrie already struggled playing with LeBron James off the ball, so he needs the ball so much to do what he does. He he struggled playing with LeBron off ball. He got his numbers because it's Kyrie, but Harden is somebody that I don't think he want. You get what I'm saying? I don't think Harden gonna take his number one spot in Houston and go be a possible and it's possible because I don't think he will be the number three but Kyrie and KD being there first would automatically make him start off as the number three I think eventually hey, he'd turn into that number two but hey listen I don't I want you to I want you to get off of whatever thunk you're smoking that whatever whatever drugs whatever uppers downers Lucy's whatever whatever how, I don't care how loud the pack is I don't care get off it if you think Harden's finna be the number three anywhere in this league. Anyway. Listen, listen, listen. Went, Gibbs, 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 Gibbs. I understand Lakers, that. He wouldn't be the three. And I understand the best that. Two. I understand that. But but you got to think about it like this. This is how I'm thinking about it. Harden is going to be be forced to do the things he's not good at. And Houston will make some successful, Gibbs. I mean, the fact that he has the ball in his hands all the time. And even if he's, and he's missing, able, he's, he can shoot himself he, in the rhythm. Is that he's able to shoot the ball since he's in the rhythm. It's only one ball, Gibbs. Kyrie need his shots. KD need his shots. They both $30 million, man. Does he? Does Kyrie need his shots? Does he Kyrie really? need his shots because Kyrie's going when, you when know, you go to, when to you start, go watch Kyrie in person. Video streaming. We need to start video streaming this thing because if y'all can see my face right now, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced listen, that Kyrie listen, needs Gibbs, shots. Listen, Gibbs, Gibbs, Gibbs. When you go see Kyrie play in any arena, what you, what you expecting from Kyrie? Oh, I'm, I'm expecting him to keep shooting the ball, no matter what's going on. Keep shooting. Uh, that's what okay. I'm saying. Right? When you when you go to see KD in any arena, what you expect to see? I mean, KD he's a he's a little more versatile uh, than Kyrie, 
But I'm expecting him to put up a lot of shots. Yeah. When you go see James Harden, what you expect to see? That ball dominant, uh, getting to the lane. Um, you know, find the smoking guys. You know, double step back. You know, clean, exactly. clean, cross, has it? He, he know, not, like he not gonna be. A, he not gonna be able to do all of that, kids. When he got to share the ball with Kyrie and KD, he's not. Oh, now man. granted, they're they're good enough players, and they all can shoot the ball, so you can't load up on them. But but however, I don't see him playing out of his strengths and and making that team over the top. I don't. Okay. But okay. Okay. Them being in the East helps out a lot, though. Them being the hear East me helps out. out a lot. Hear me out. Hear me out. I think they're going to get to the finals and lose, <laughs> only because only only because. I think that the East right now, like I said, the Bucks have got to do something to get Giannis. Like, I'm sorry, Chris Middleton, but uh, and, and Chris Middleton played well. So don't get me wrong here. Chris Middleton played well down the stretch against the Heat. He really did. But he won them. He won them that game. Giannis set up. He won them that game. Giannis set up. Exactly. So with that being said, though. Um, as they're currently constructed, they would not beat that Nets team. They would, or if they did beat that Nets team, I think it would take everything in them. So I could see the Bucks possibly not making any big waves and saying like, "Hey, we got a front court that whatever they have left, like, because I don't think they'll be able to keep DeAndre Jordan and Jared Allen. I don't think they'll be able to keep both. And with that being said, I just." There's no way that they sign Surge and keep one of those guys too. Like at that point, it's like, okay, come on now. This no, is their, their only bet is to get rid of all of those assets and, and hope that Surge wants to come over for a mid level and just hope that starting five stays healthy. And if you and work that, in your rotations be, on 2K, they all at 40 a game, 40 minutes a game. And that was going to be my next point here. They are going to have to hope and pray and wish for health that none of these guys have had except Harden. They're going to have to hope and wish and pray. Again, uh, before, before KD last year, he wasn't he wasn't super injury pro. He had the Jones sure. injury. He had he, the Jones injury. He lacked so 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 his legs going to be a problem, but I think For I sure think exactly. KD and I was okay. just about to say KD has hit but no 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 no. KD has hit the point where his body is going to start. And I know people don't want to hear this. He's at the point where his body is just going to start popping up with all these weird injuries. For the rest of his career. Oh, he's had an Achilles. Nobody's bouncing back from an Achilles 100%. Not only that. Trust me. As somebody who's torn both Achilles, I know. But not only huh? that. Yeah, I tore both of them playing football. No, nah, bro. No, nah, bro. If if that happened, I'm telling them, like, uh, take me off. Y'all can go ahead. I'm I'm not leaving that hospital, bro. But, sir, hey, you're, sir you're not on life support. No, I said pour the blood. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I, I tore both each one individually at different times. But, I, I, you know, I got the heart of a warrior but the tendon of an 80-year-old woman. That's another story <laughs> for another time. I'm, I'm telling you this, right? KD is at the point in his career that we've seen this before. A guy that's really, really good, even great. KD is great. Let's make no bones about it. However, he is very tall and very skinny. What happens with all these tall, slender guys as they start to get up there in their career? Feet, they, legs, ankles. The feet, leg, everything from the knee down just goes. And it do, it's not a slow, progressive thing either. It's like you just look up one day and they're like gone. Like they, they just cannot stay healthy. A great, a great example. A great example of a somebody just under seven feet, that the Marcus Cousins. Exactly. Exactly. 
And you got so many more than him. Remember Andre Karolinko? Remember how yeah. good he was? And then yeah. all of a sudden, he just could not stay healthy with the Nets, by the way, which is another story for another time. But anyway, he just could not stay healthy. The fact of the matter is, KD is at that point. Kyrie, every level he's played on, high school, college, and NBA, he has not stayed healthy. This is going to be James Harden and a bunch of nobodies, and then the guys who are supposed to be the 1A and 1B here, KD and Kyrie, they're going to be out too much. And I I honestly don't know if they make it to the finals as far as health-wise. I don't know if all three of them make it. I doubt it. I highly doubt it. I can't. I can't see a world in which, again, Kyrie was hurt with the Celtics. He was hurt with the Cavs. What else do we need to see? He's been hurt with the Nets already. What else do we need to see? Like, why are people acting like, oh, they got 2021 already? Really? Do they? Do they even have Kyrie is the question. Do they? Kevin Durant, sure, he's been great. If he can make it through the season healthy, sure, absolutely. Does he make it through the season healthy? I'm willing to bet my life savings on that. He won't. And my life savings is not much. I'm a sports journalist for a living. Help me. But anywho, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think he does. I really don't. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna move on to other trades because we gotta talk about some other trades here. Also, I'm I'm not gonna say any names, but somebody just sent Tony Snell opting back into his contract with the Pistons Star group chat. Knock that off. Don't nobody care about that. <laughs> I, I was just I, I was I was just showing how dumb that was that he's getting twelve million dollars. Hey, I need have to. I see. I need to call you out, Chris. You expose yourself. I just wanted people to know that was not <laughs> newsworthy. But but we gonna move on now. We gonna move on. We got Demar Derozan, a Cali kid, a LA kid, potentially going to the defending champion Lakers. Fellas, what are y'all thinking? I think that works. I think that fits. Uh, the Lakers got the pieces to trade for him. Like I said earlier, you can see a KCP or a Kuzma going over to to uh, San Antonio in a package. I think that works for both teams. And then also, um, there are times when, uh, you know, your, your lineups are staggered with LeBron and AD. And even though those guys are extremely talented and they can get the ball in a, in, in a basket, some teams run zone, some teams double. So you're forcing a ball out of their hands at times to where it just wouldn't be smart from a basketball IQ standpoint to force up a shot. So in those situations, you can get a ball to DeMarro, even though he's not um, superstar level. He's still an all-star level player that, that has been consistently getting you 20 points per game over the past uh, pretty much decade, so I, I honestly think oh, that God. fits, and that's oh, a championship God. team that's getting even better. Oh God, if if Demar Derozan learns how to shoot the ball from three, while with the <laughs> that's Lakers, an issue. That's while an with issue. the Lakers, oh God, I would like cry. I would like I would legitimately be watching the game and like he just go like wild streaking, like he shoots like thirty five percent over like a twenty game stretch. I'd be in tears, bro. That's dirty. I'd be in tears. I'd be. I'll be the go ahead, Chris. What you thinking, man? What you thinking? Listen, is this listen, is this reunited? Listen. Is he coming home? Listen, listen, listen. He's from Atlanta. play home coming by Kanye West, please. <laughs> listen, this is a good move for him because he is from California. So this is a good move for him. However, 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 the Lakers don't have to give up much for him. But you people people fail to realize that like that's what that's what Spurs Popovich does. He takes your attention off their star and make make the team better as a whole. People fail to realize how good DeMar DeRozan was. DeMar DeRozan in Toronto 
who had the number one seed and a LeBron d- destroying East. Granted, LeBron tore them in half in the playoffs and, made, and formed LeBron toe. But DeMar DeRozan had that team and winning contention a lot of that a lot of that season. A lot of that mm-hmm. season. Now granted he had a lot of lot of lot of a lot of parts around him to make him a good player. But he hasn't had a LeBron James. He no. hasn't had an Anthony Davis. Never. And 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 I'm a firm believer that players in the he's, league he's they had all a Kyle can shoot. Yeah, yeah. The players in the league, they all can shoot. It's just some people can't shoot with a defender chasing after him. And what is LeBron best at? Getting he's, you open. He's really great getting at players getting open. Exactly. Getting you, you wide get open. You be butt naked. You be butt naked open. Butt naked. And DeMar DeRozan, I feel like he will he will hit some shots because, like I said, DeMar DeRozan isn't a horrible three point shooter. It's not like you can just play off of him. And he can shoot the deep mid range, like the top of the uh, top he of can. the circle above the free throw line. He hits Thank that consistently. He hits that consistently. So and he's and not LeBron, one of those guys that's analytics mid uh, uh, three pointer at the rim. Got that right, right, right. for him. Right, 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 right. So so even those long corner mid ranges, them top of the key cor- mid ranges. He going to hit those, too. So, I mean, and don't forget how crazy athletic he is. I know he didn't get many crazy dunks this year being on the Spurs. Pop is not really a showtime guy. He runs a lot of plays where you're going to get a high percentage look and not dunk on anybody. But when you're playing with Brian, you follow behind Brian coming down the lane. He throw the pass behind his back. You're going to fly. And you're going to fly. So, DeMar DeRozan, even if he's just the fourth option, because I'm I'm a firm believer if they get Dennis Schroeder, he's gonna be the third score, scoring option over DeRozan just because Schroeder is a guaranteed bucket. He proved himself this year. That is a bona fide bucket. Like I'm not even gonna hold you up. He might average 19, 20 a game. You know, people was talking about he's gonna be the first guy off the bench next year, and I was just like, huh? Excuse me? I beg your pardon. I people beg your forget pardon. that he started for Atlanta. He started for Atlanta. Yeah. Honestly, like just because the the places that he's been in the basketball, they say the amount of significant basketball he's played, I kind of forget how good Dennis Schroeder is. But even like in a place where he had the backup Chris Paul, he gave you nineteen on damn near fifty four exactly. ninety. Exactly. Like he's not he's not a guy that's like was on the bench because like, like that's where he belongs or like that's that's just circumstance. Exactly. Sure, he's an instant offense guy, but only- if you put him on about. Really, if you put him on about twenty to twenty-five teams league, he's the starter. He's your he's either the starter or maybe your two guard in a two point guard system, or at worst your six man. But like you can't tell me that there's a team outside of a team that has an elite or all time great point guard where he's not your starter. Like the Chris only Paul reason why I say he great. might come. Come off the bench, kids, is because LeBron is in that point guard role. That's the only reason why I think he might come off the bench. And, and I would agree with that if Dennis Schroeder hasn't already shown us that he can play well off the ball. If right, he, right, right, if right, he right, was right. only a guy who has been ball dominant every time he's on the court, I would understand, like, oh, yeah, you can't really, like, whatever. He's shown us if you tell him be the spot up guy in the corner, he's going to do that effectively. If you tell him, hey, bring it up court. Run the play, he's going to do it effectively. Whatever is needed of him, he can do effectively enough to be good. Not great, but good at it. So, you know, I, wow, wow. DeMar DeRozan coming to the Lakers for me, I don't care who the, uh, the who is it not, the Nets get. I don't care who the Warriors pick up in the draft. I don't care. We can go ahead and say – 
actually, I'm not even going to say this only because they only have a 71-day off period, and that is extremely short. For people who don't realize how grueling professional sports is or sports at a high level is, only 71 days between your last game and the new season, that's incredibly short. However, if Frank Vogel low manages right and gets these players right, and trust me, I am not anti-low management if it is necessary because in this case, guys have had 71 days off, and that's it. And you can't really go into a season expecting to win with that. But with that being said, um, if he figures out how to get these guys' legs fresh and right going into the playoffs, ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. It's going to be a lot of barbecue chicken. It's going to be a whole lot. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be – I mean – Again, we're talking about guys here. LeBron has always said that he wanted to play with another playmaker, another guy who can make Dennis Schroeder. DeMar DeRozan is a surprisingly good playmaker. He's not better. Than, he's not just better than people think. If you watch the tape on DeMar DeRozan, he is really good at making plays. Really good at it. You put him with LeBron. Cha. Cha. <laughs> Woo. But I, I'm going to let that go now. I'm going to let that go. And we're going to go to the other L.A. team. Uh, the Clippers, they're looking at trading with the Rockets, Paul George for uh, Russell Westbrook and Robert Covington and the first. Fellas, what y'all think about this trade? It's it's the same thing. I don't. I'm I'm just not understanding that if the Clippers were not able to get it done last year how them feeling like they are replacing Doc Rivers with a person that was already on the coaching staff is going to change anything. Doc and, Rivers would die at Doc Rivers. Right. <laughs> That's like the person that say I'm going on a diet and they go order a number four large but they get a Diet Coke instead. It's the same oh thing. Oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. And and trading Paul George for Westbrook, I mean, of course, Covington is going to help. He's He's a good player. He's going to help. But at the same time, you're essentially trading Paul George for Russell Westbrook. And even though both of these men have produced great basketball that we've had the, you know, the pleasure of seeing over the years, at this point in time, how is that any different? Paul George is a slightly better shooter and Russell Westbrook is a slightly better finisher at the rim. It's 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 going to be the same team. I I only I only disagree with that for this reason. Kawhi has shown us he doesn't want to be the primary playmaker on teams. He does not want to be ball dominant. That's not what Kawhi wants. Kawhi is best with his back to the basket and that mid-range coming off screens and as a spot-up. With Russ, he can do that more than he did with uh, PG. My only question is, Russ and Pat Bev in the locker room. Oh, yeah, yeah. How's that going to work? That gotta That's the first point I was going to make. Those two probably do not like put each him other. in. A, Russ might wedgie him. Also, oh, this stuff. Russ might oh, wedgie my. him. Those two really and, and and don't get me wrong here, right? Like, there's a difference between like, oh, we compete and like we go at each other. Like Russell Westbrook and Dame Lillard, they like each other. They compete, but they like each other. It's healthy like, competition. Exactly. Russell Westbrook <laughs> and Pat Bell. Them two is genuinely like I feel like if 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 there was an on site in the NBA if there was such a thing those two would be it like how Jalen Ramsey and Golden Tate were I think that's it 
Think about it, Gibbs. If, if somebody dives at your leg and, and you forces you to miss the rest of the playoffs and part of the next season, how would you react? Oh, oh God. Listen, I'm not saying Russell Westbrook is not justified. That now that's a lie. That's a lie from hell that I'm not gonna tell. Okay? Because that he's <laughs> he's very justified in his anger, but I just want to see how that's gonna play out. Like, is it mm, I just wanna see it. I just in in the words of Monique, I would like to see it. I would like to see it. I would like to see it. So, okay. All right. So, who wins this trade? The Clippers or the Rockets? Man, nobody win a trade. We all lose because we got to watch. <laughs> <laughs> we got to watch Come both on, man. Some, situations, man. Uh, stop it, Josh. Somebody has to win. Who do you think? I, I honestly think the Rockets win. Just okay. off Talk the, to the, the, Just off the fact that you got another person that get spread the floor and create his own shot that can actually shoot the ball. So if they could currently construct it, if they just lose Covington, he's a big piece, but he's also not a scoring big piece. Like he gave us a lot of good scoring, but Paul George and Harden both can combine for 60 plus on any given night. Not saying it's going to be a regular thing, but they can't. And on top of that, Russ and PG can play on the floor together more than Russ and Harden could play on the floor together. You don't have to stagger them as much. So, and, and so, and so here, Thank you, Chris. Thank you for bringing up a very great point that I had not considered at first. Because uh, PG and Harden, I think, are really good. I think that's a really good duo. I think that uh, PG complements what Russ does a lot better. And for that reason, I'm going to be this guy because Guyton said nobody wins. Chris said the Rockets win, so one guy has to be the participation trophy guy, and that's me today. <laughs> I think that all sides win in this trade. I think all sides win. Let me tell you why I said that. Last year, um, there were reports coming out that after the Game 7 against the Nuggets, Paul George tried to give this rally the troops speech, and everybody was rolling their eyes, smacking their lips, and allegedly players were, like, getting up and leaving. With that being said, you get rid of Paul George there. You get a, a better piece for Kawhi in um, in Russell Westbrook. And down in Houston, you get a guy that does not need the ball to do what he does. Paul George can be a spot-up guy, although he did not show it against the Nuggets game four through seven. But he can be <laughs> a spot-up guy for you. He can be the guy that he doesn't need to be ball-dominant. He'll still get you 30. He'll still, or when Harden's on the bench, he's ball dominant, and he'll give you 30. But that's that's not the same as it was with Russ. And I think that that's, that's why I say both teams win this trade. So we got one guy saying the Rockets win. Of course, Chris said the Rockets win because the Rockets are his team. <laughs> we got one guy saying nobody wins because, of course, Josh is the old grumpy man. And I think everybody wins. I think, you, you I know think this is a lot. If, oh, if Harden is gone, Paul George wins. Oh, oh because my God. It, Paul George woo. is in a situation to where they're probably not going to make the playoffs, but he can shoot the ball as many times as he wants, and nobody's going to say anything. And so nobody expects any, him to make the playoffs. If there is any chance left for Paul George to sneak out another max contract, whatever he does by himself in Houston is going to allow him to do so. And watch this. Nobody expects him to make the playoffs. So if he does, because, again, that Thunder team – um, last year. Chris Paul was great. Chris Paul was great last year. But he wasn't the only reason they made it. A lot of yeah. guys on that team played really well, right? But what was the narrative? 
Chris Paul let him. Chris Paul coached up the young guys. Chris Paul had Lou Dortz making shots. Come on. Come on now. Like yeah. that's, y'all forgetting. Y'all forget before the playoffs, Russ and PG duo was top three in the league before the playoffs. Yeah. You put Harden there instead of Russ, that's a scary duo. That's the uh, uh, in the regular season at least. That's a scary duo. And this is and this right season. here, and this right here is why I'm saying, hey, at the end of the day, if Paul George messes around and went makes the playoffs by himself with that Rockets team, although I highly doubt it's happening. If there was a snowball chance of hell and he figured it out somehow or Coach Silas was really that elite offensively and they figured it out and got to the playoffs, I, he's he's now the guy. He can now say, hey, I, I belong in the most improved player talks. Or, hey, I, you know, you got to have me in the MVP talk. Nobody expects us to be here. Or, at bare minimum, the narrative will be Paul George led them to the playoffs, regardless of how well everybody else plays. So, Josh, yeah. that points. Points for Josh. Absolutely amazing <laughs> point. Because, like, if he goes and both of them are gone, woof. Like, I mean, it, first, it, and if he go with Karis, Spencer, Dinwiddie, he can show that he can be a leader. Because those are good talents, good pieces that can help him win games. they just right. not leaders yet. He and can go so at first, he's going to be looking around like that episode of Fresh, like the last episode of Fresh Prince. But at some point, if he makes the playoffs, he's going to be the guy. Everybody yeah. going to be ra- running raving about it. So we're going we gonna to move on. We're going to move on from that. We're going to move on from the trade talks to the other way to acquire players. That's not the draft. We're not talking about the draft anymore. I'm sorry. But anywho, <clears throat> free agency. We're going to talk about our top 10 free agents. These guys are... Uh, Restricted, unrestricted, all that good stuff. Player option decline, team option decline. Obviously, if a team declines your option, you're not going to be on the top 10 list. Sorry to tell you. But anywho, the top 10 free agents, Anthony Davis has declined his uh, player option. Brandon Ingram is a restricted free agent with the Pelicans. By the way, when I was talking about all teams win the trade, I was, I was meaning to get to Pelicans-Lakers because that trade was what everybody wanted. The, the Pelicans knew they had a ceiling, even with AD. They wanted to get some young guys in there. The Lakers are win now. They knew championship, if we bring over AD, it's going to come. Congratulations to both teams. They got what they wanted. But now, DeMar DeRozan with the Spurs, player option. DeMar DeRozan hasn't declined his player option yet, has he? No, he hasn't declined no. yet. Okay. He's okay. he making a lot of money, so they saying he's probably going to opt into it. Okay, all right, all right. Fred Van Vliet with the Raptors, unrestricted free agent. Montrez Harrell with the Clippers, unrestricted free agent. Gordon Hayward, player option with the Celtics. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich with the Kings, restricted free agent. Gordon Dragic with the Heat, unrestricted. Davis Bertans with the Wizards, unrestricted. Danilo Gallinari, my man Gallo, unrestricted. Those are the top ten. Fellas, who moves... Who makes a difference on teams? Talk to me. Chris, get it cracking. I really – y'all going to hate this too, bro. I really think Gordon Hayward is going is gonna, is gonna to make a difference for a team. If you look back at this season, yes, he struggled in the playoffs because he he, he just came back. He turned his ankle. He's playing good. He came back. But Gordon Hayward this season, if it wasn't for the rise of Jalen Brown up in his talent and, and for Jason Tatum going up another slight level – Gordon Hayward would have been having a real good season. Like, Gordon Hayward was almost back to where he was in Utah. Not quite all the way there, but he was getting back there. So, I honestly think if he declined that player option, 
And one player that's not on this list that I forgot got a player option. I guess they projecting he going to sign back because he's going to get Superman. is Rudy Gobert. If Gordon Hayward could somehow uh, opt out of that and him and Gobert go somewhere together, uh, a contending team together, they could be really nice pieces on any team, any given team. Like, say they mm. go to Dallas. Say they both go to Dallas. True. Wait, now Gordon that Hayward make, and who else? Rudy Gobert. Okay. Okay. All right. I like them both in Dallas. And 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 I I play with this thing. I sent it to y'all. This trade finder, people make a bunch of trades. Some of those trades are rational, but one of them had Gordon Hayward and Gobert going to Dallas. Dallas obviously lost a couple players, but that would be a those two together. It could be solid. I feel like they would play together really well. I feel that. I feel that. And let me tell you why I think I agree with you a thousand percent. And I'm the. The Mavericks would do the same thing that they did this year, and whoever they play first round, they would give some headaches. Because imagine that starting five, right? You got uh, you got Luka Doncic, you got Gordon Hayward, you got a front court just in the front court alone, Rudy Gobert, Kristaps Porzingis, don't and 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 Gordon Hayward. It don't matter who your point guard is at that point, like. Excuse me, like what? That's you had a you had a good spot there. They'd be solid defensively too, real yeah. solid. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Josh, who you think going somewhere? Who you think is a difference maker? Um, so I I see a lot of players in here like a Gordon Hayward, like a Van Vliet, um, like like a uh, Danilo Gallinari, and I don't think they're going to make a, a big difference in places because I think those three players. Um, are are productive enough and they have enough of a track record to where they're going to forego winning to try to make some more money. I think there are still teams out of there that's going to play that's going to pay players like that. Teams like the Knicks, teams like I don't uh, know, I don't know. I think so. I think it's still a handful of teams. So you telling me if Gordon Hayward uh, went over to the Kings and was like, "Hey, let me get a let me get twenty five million a year," the Kings not doing it. Oh, no, no, no. But there are certain situations for these guys with bad teams that they they change the culture a little bit. Hear me out. Fred Van Vliet to the Suns. Think about it. Think about it. Just chew on that for a second, right? You've already got Kelly Oubre, who's getting better and better. Devin Booker, who if he ever finds a way to squat down and move his feet, he will be a top five player. Shooting guard, and actually, I think he already is on that. Version. Yeah, I'm about to say top five yeah. shooting guard. He already is. He he'll be he'll be a top ten player if he ever learns how to squat down and move his feet. He'll be top ten. I'm sorry, but that's that's just the fact of the matter of what Devin Booker brings offensively. If he brings anything to you on defense, anything positive, he's a top ten player. You bring a Fred Van Vliet in there, and you see a guy like him doing what he does. Undersized, not super athletic. He he competes defensively. He's gonna compete. That type of player, maybe a little bit of what he does, it permeates and spreads throughout your team. Next that's, thing you know, that's true. That's true. Devin I, Booker I plays defense. DeAndre Ayton is getting better and better every day. People don't want to talk about it. He gets better and better every day. I love watching the guy play. Loved him ever since watching play at Arizona. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That that's a difference maker on a team that really could have been in the playoffs last year. You're right. You're right. 
Um, I, I think I think coming from that though, I think the biggest changes that we're going to see in teams are teams that if they're not able to pull off big trades, you got teams like uh the Lakers. You got teams like well, well, honestly, in this case, I really think it's only teams that that have um great superstar players that's best around the basket that need to space the floor. So you really only got the Lakers and the Bucks. I think if somehow they were uh, able to get some of these players like Bertans, like Bogdanovich, and get them to accept a mid-level or something under $10 million, and you saw LeBron or Giannis able to kick the ball out to Davis Bertans, I think those guys towards the lower middle end of free agency would, would make the biggest impact. Just I'll just based that. off of their catch-and-shoot ability. I, I think that uh, Danilo Gallinari could also be a key piece for a team here because I, I think I that he hasn't done enough. I, I don't think he's done enough to command the type of money he's going to be looking for. I don't think he's done enough. In the in the recent past, as well as what his limitations are, I don't think he's done enough to command wild bread. I don't, I don't think, think so either, but I think his teams, uh, I think his teams out there that, that would still be willing to pay. Hear, hear me out, hear but, me out, hear me but out. But would they though? Like who's Gallinari. thirsty enough to give him ten million? Hear me out. Hear me, hear me out. Gallinari to the Bulls. You know the Bulls will get him. Oof, you right. You right. right? You know the Bulls will get him. Oof. Oof. And hey, that'll hey. make them a way better team. Speaking of the Bulls, Hornets would definitely give him twenty. Exactly. <laughs> the the Hornets might give him forty. Look, we live in a world. 40. We live in a world where in the past, let's say, fifteen years, we've seen Ben Gordon, Josh Smith, Charlie V, Nick Batum, Luau Dang, Timothy Mosgolf get max deals. Danilo oh gonna get a max deal from somebody. Oh my God! Not Timothy. Of all those players that you just named, I think Timothy is by far the worst. Man, psh, I think bro. he's hands down the worst. The only thing, the only career highlight Timothy Mosgolf got is getting dunked on by Blake Griffin. Oh, oh, my chest. My chest. Oh. <laughs> you got All a those other players. I mean, technically, yeah. Yeah, technically. <laughs> a lot of people got rings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like, hmm, Boris Diaw has a ring. He has a few of them. No, nah, I'm just joking. Boris Diaw was actually legit back in his day. Boris Diaw was that's a little decent a, army Swiss knight. He ain't Moss Golf, that's bro. <laughs> was, that's, I, that's why I said, let me, let, me, let me retract that. Let me retract that. But there... Yeah, I agree. I agree that there are some that wow, what a what an awful what an awful player for a max deal. Okay, y'all have y'all have persuaded me here. Maybe my the biggest, deal gets a lot of money. One one thing though I will say about this free agency gives though, the biggest upset is gonna be Montrez Harold. Because he's gonna get what, paid and he's Where's Montrez going? Talk to me. Where is he going? I think he's going to Memphis. Where do y'all think he's going? Mm. I think he adds toughness and grit that that team needs. I think the and they had the money to give him. I, I, I think he goes to Memphis. Hear me out. I like him in Utah. I like him really? a lot in Utah. I like him a lot. Really? Okay. That works too. They, that they, works too. If, they, if Gobert accepts his player option, then he he could keep his six-man role, and he could be that defensive anchor off the bench. If he you wants know, to he win, was... if he wants to win, I think he should go to Utah. I think that yeah. makes them a like more serious contender. Because they have no, like, think about Utah. They're weakest, they, they're weak when it comes to Donovan Mitchell got to come out the game. They're weak when it comes to that. If you get mm-hmm. Bogdan back next year, if he signs, uh, um, yeah, Bogdan was out. He he hurt himself the rest of the season. And you got Trez coming off the bench. That gives Donovan Mitchell 10 minutes a game that he didn't have resting. It gives him yeah. 10 minutes a game. Uh, well, okay. All right. I, I can see what you're saying there. I can, I can feel you. 
I'm going to tell you, though, another team that could definitely use a Montreal, but I don't think they're going to have the bread to go get them. I don't think they have the bread for it. Denver. Denver. I think Denver with nah. Montrez turns into a much better team. He is everything that Paul Millsap is not. But also, Paul Millsap is everything he is not. Paul Millsap has a, a decent little shot, decent little offensive bag on the post, all that good stuff. He's very – he's the skilled guy. Montrez brings the defense, brings the leaping ability, brings the timing, brings all those things. I think that he will help, especially since Jokic, as big as he is, is not a rim protector. Now you got Montrez. I'm just saying. Is is him joining the Nuggets or the the Jazz really that big of a? Is is is? I feel like it's the same team adding adding the same player. You know, you know. I, I don't think you're wrong there. But the bubble hurt the him. The bubble the hurt thing. him. I was just yeah. about to say, before the bubble, if you're talking about Montrez before the bubble, both of those scenes become exponentially better. And here's here's one thing that I, I think we need to acknowledge here. Not only if we're talking about during the bubble, are we talking about the actual reality of being in the bubble? He lost his grandmother, who was extremely important to him True. at that time. True. And we can all pretend like, oh, you're going to pay millions. Go out there and do what you do. Oh, Brett Favre lost his dad through four times. But everybody don't function like that. Right. Some people, you lose somebody in your family that close. I don't care what your job is. I don't care if your job is being the CEO just collecting checks. You're not going to want to do it anymore. Or you you may not have the same feeling for it, as well as he missed a lot of time, and he looked gassed at times. And out of shape. And I've never seen that from Montrez. Even going back to Louisville, I've never seen him look like he was tired on the court before the bubble. That's facts. That's facts. So that, that, that that's just something to think about. I honestly, honestly, I think that him with Utah turns them into a team that potentially conference finals. I think they're, they're, they're on the brink of conference finals there. I don't think they'll have enough to get over um, over LeBron and AD. But if there were a year to do it, this would be the year. Because when you meet them, they'll be a whole season deep off 71 days of rest. True. This would be the year. Yeah. This would be the year to do it. This would be the year to pull off that upset. So that's just my thoughts on that. All right. Now, we know we've, we've talked to y'all about a little bit of everything. We've talked to y'all about free agency We've talked to y'all about trades, and we know that y'all done had enough of the rumors, too. Y'all hear the Don Tolliver, so y'all know what time it is. Come on back next week, and the week after that, and the week after that, and the week after that. Peace and love, y'all. You had enough, I know you had enough.